Hey everybody, this is Jeremiah Craig. Guess what? I had a break room balladeer episode yesterday with Bernadette Gold, a psychic in Maple Valley, Washington. And we talked about her business, what it's like being a psychic, and I had my first psychic reading ever. And then I played a few songs for her. It was a much longer episode than what I imagined it being. We spoke for a little over an hour, including talking about her business and my psychic reading and then the music portion. Ended up being over an hour, but it was an awesome experience. And I'm going to put up the entire audio right now. It's super interesting, so if you stick through the entire conversation... I think you'll really enjoy it, but if you don't want to stick through it, I am making a 10-minute Break Room Balladeer episode out of it for YouTube, Facebook, LinkedIn, and possibly IGTV, so if you want to wait for that and then see if it's worth getting into the entire hour, that's cool too, but here is my conversation with Psychic Bernadette Gold from Maple Valley, Washington. I really hope you enjoy this. I had a great time speaking with her. Hey guys, it's Bernadette with Bernadette Gold and this is Jeremiah Craig. Hey everybody. So he is here and actually I'm going to give my little assistant my phone so she can share it. Um, he's going to play some music for us. We're also going to have a little bit of talk. Yes. about what I do, and he's never been to a psychic. Right? I've never been to a psychic before. I like to do these things called, that I call break room balladeer, where I visit local businesses, and I, I chat with them about the business, and then I play some music. And this is the first time I've ever been to a psychic, either in a business capacity or personal capacity. So I'm really excited to get into speaking with you, having a reading, and playing some music, too. This is the first time I'm actually going to broadcast a reading, and he's he doesn't have a problem with it. This so. is the first time a live reading. Well, I think I've done, on my radio show, I used to do like one question things. I used to have a radio show for like five years. Mm -hmm. Very rare that I would do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where was the radio show? I just blog talk radio. I had my own okay. show for a long time called Hidden Wisdom Radio. Are you still doing podcasting or anything I like just that? do YouTube and Facebook Lives now. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So it's exciting. This is this is whole things new. Hi, you guys. Can you guys hear okay? You guys have good sound? Put a thumbs up. Thumbs up. I'm Don't good forget to go to his page. I put the link in the description. Like his page. Spread the love and all of that. And this will be an episode later on. It will be around 10 minutes. Uh, so it will. I'm, I'm, I'm excited to make this, this, will uh, be this interesting. episode. Yeah. yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm interested in how, before we get into the business part of it, like how you made a business around your talents, how did you, I guess, realize that you had these talents? Would you call them like clairvoyant? Yes. Clairvoyant, gifts? clairaudience. Okay. And, yeah. When, when did you realize that you had these? Gifts? When I was little. Yeah. But it wasn't accepted. So for the most part, I kept everything hidden and tried to run from it until I was about 25. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of cornered me with a bunch of supernatural things that had happened and really off the wall, which I'm writing a book about right now my whole life. Wow. What's the book called? Um, right now, the title, <laughs> it's changed several times. Um, the title right now is The Crooked Path to Awakening. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. Congratulations. Yeah. That's really exciting. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah. I've had some trippy, trippy, not so fun experiences. And What's one story that made you realize, oh, wow, like this is what I'm meant to do. There is nothing else for me. I'll tell you it, the story of how I ended up doing this. Sure. Yeah. Um, so I had a training facility, horse training facility in San Diego, and I was happy. Um, life was good. We were living up here initially, me and my three-year-old daughter, and we had some major traumas happen with her. We moved to California, to San Diego. But right before I made the move to San Diego, I started hearing in my dreams and in visions and from my guides, you're moving to Colorado. And I'm like, okay. Wow. Because <laughs> I've always lived between Seattle and California. Mm -hmm. um, and that was a fi 1995, 2000. 
hit, I had my training facility. I decided I'm going to follow my dreams and train horses and get out of corporate because I did marketing and was happy. And in one day, I woke up, had a dream that everything was falling apart, woke up to a voice saying, it's time to move. And without getting into all the details of that, within two weeks, I was living in Colorado. Wow. Yeah. And I got there without, like, I had to sell everything on my property. I had eight horses, took two with me and got there without a clue as to what I was going to do for work. I don't know if you know where Durango is. I don't. Okay. I haven't Southwest Colorado. Okay. Um, not far from Moab and Telluride and those places. Okay. Middle of nowhere. Um, so we get there and I was trusting in all of the visions and everything I heard. And everyone thought I was insane. Like, you don't know anyone there. And I got there and I went, Spirit, what am I going to do? And somehow this ad popped up or email popped up from this company called Keen. And it was like, get a free reading. And I was like, oh, look. Okay, so you want me to get a reading to tell me where to get a job? Because everything there was like $10 an hour. And I was like, wow, this is not going to work. And immediately I was going to go get a reading. And I heard very clearly, no, you're going to give them. I was wow. just like, no, no, like, no, I don't want to do that. And I didn't know that you could make money at it because it wasn't my focus. You know, I did readings for myself and did them for friends and stuff like that. But it wasn't something that I was focused on. So did you go to Keene and ask for a job there? Is that no, when you started I, I your went business? through and just set up my website on their site and, and was like, all right, fine, I'll try this. I have nothing else right now. Meanwhile, I'm applying at every job out there, which most of them were in the hospitality industry because Durango's a tourist town. Right. Um, and the first day I worked, I think I made like $45 and I was like, oh, okay, well, at least it's something I can feed the kid. And the next day I made $90 and it kept doubling. And I was like, this is like an actual job. Well, I had studied psychology because of the trauma my daughter had been through. I studied a bunch of theology, spirituality, psychology. I studied a bunch of stuff. So it wasn't like I couldn't do things to help people, but to do it in such a way where people are asking me questions and now I have to give them guidance into their lives and into the future was a little scary and mm -hmm. put me very much on the spot. Um, and by the end of the first week, I had like this list of clients. And every time I turn on, I'd have a waiting list, you know, <laughs> really good feedback. And I was like, nothing else is panning out. So this is, I guess this is what I'm going to do. And I still trained horses, but I did readings and I just have not stopped since. And it's built. I mean, I teach classes now and mm -hmm. train up other psychics too, but I teach I, I have a program called Charm Life that's a transformational, either 12-week or one-year program that's kind of like counseling on steroids to teach people how to create their lives, get over trauma, that sort of thing. And does that start with the reading so you know where to start or or you don't have a foundation and you just sort of uh, approach it specifically to the person's needs? Well, it's a group program. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I have several deep, different group programs, but Charm Life is a group program, so it's... I, it's video um, initially, and then we do weekly coaching live okay. in my classroom online. So it's people just are gravitate towards me and they want to learn more and they want to learn how to kind of get their lives on track and whatnot. So, yeah, that's where all these guys came from. <laughs> hey, <of> everybody. <laughs> I know. Very cool. Now, when you are, because I looked at the website and uh, the whole charmed life and i took some notes i'm just gonna <laughs> yeah I, I, this is super interesting to me um you you say on your website that you are no bs psychic um can you explain why you came right out and did like it's very straightforward <laughs> it's an industry full of what people may be skeptical of as maybe con artists mm -hmm. um how, is that why you said no BS get um, psychic? It is. And it came from, it's funny because I did a radio or a podcast interview last year and it came out. I actually put that tagline after that because he titled that podcast, the no bullshit psychic, mm -hmm. right? Um, because I'm not what everybody expects. You know, a lot of people expect that I'm going to be, I don't know, wearing a head thing or a bunch of beads and, and I'm not articulate or whatever. 
Um, and then I'm going to spy into people's lives and tell them a fairy tale. And that's not the kind of psychic I am. I don't mm -hmm. use my gifts for that. And I put a stop to things like that. So um, very much like if you want the truth, that's what you're going to get. But if you're calling for a fairy tale, I'm not the person you want to call. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, that's where that came from. <laughs> awesome. Good for you. Um, and so is it is it difficult to separate yourself from some of those people in the industry who are more, I guess, of those con artist type? Is it is it difficult or are you just sort of this is my talent, this is my skill, take it or leave it? I think like anything in life, right? Like I don't believe that we're all competing with each other, first of all. Mm -hmm. I think we each have our own skill level, whether it's music or it's what I do, or you're a counselor, you're a doctor. I think that there are some exceptional people. I think there's some mediocre people. And I think there's some beginners. And I think whoever comes to me is gravitating because they're wanting the truth, where if they want a fairy tale, they will probably gravitate to the people that's only going to tell them what they want to hear. So to me, it's not like I'm trying to prove myself different from anybody. I'm just me. Mm -hmm. And I'm here to do what I do, right? If it works for you, good. You feel comfortable with it. Let's talk. If you don't and you're more kind of gravitating towards the fluff and the fairy tales, yeah, you're going to find me probably pretty offensive, mm -hmm. you know, because in sessions with me too, and I'm sure these guys can say, <laughs> I will call people on their bullshit too, you know, it's just the way I am. And I don't think it helps anybody in the job that I have and what they're calling me for to, to kind of pat their ego. In fact, I teach against the ego. I teach how to control the ego because I think that's what gets us in the way of having what we want in life anyways. Right. So. Yeah. Wow. And when you are coaching, cause I think this is a very interesting thing to me too, coaching psychics or training psychics who are just beginning. Mm -hmm. uh, how do you, how do you, I guess find their level of skill or talent, or is that something that they already know that they have and then come to you to become stronger at uh, making that skill a little bit more affluent and bring it out a little By bit? By the more. time someone comes to me, because I don't hold my psychic class very often, I'm really picky about who I like to have in that class. Mm -hmm. um, by the time they get to me, they know they have some level, whether they're just empathic, meaning they take on the feelings of everyone else or they're affected by um, sort of environmental ener energies. You know, typically by the time they get to me, they know somewhat what's going on with them. When we go through the class, we pick a primary and that's what they're building upon and, and working to grow. Everybody's psychic. I mean, this is like, and I think as time goes on and science proves the thing with energy, like people are beginning to get past the stigma that religion put on it, that it's some evil thing. Like we're all intuitive. We're all psychic. We all have a different level. Not everyone's going to be at my level. Not everyone's going to see and feel things like I do. Um, so it's just really developing their own connection and their own gifts and then opening it up however they choose to use it. I have people who have taken my psychic class that don't do anything but use it in their own lives. And then I have people who've opened their own businesses or enhanced their current services. So very cool. Yeah. Now, when you say everybody's psychic, is that, uh, does that go along with sort of the gut feels mm -hmm. that some people get? Like I cannot go in this direction or I cannot follow this path. Mm -hmm. uh, it just gives somebody the, this horrible feeling inside not to do something or to actually follow a, a path that they may not have thought of. First impression. Place. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And a lot of times we dismiss it, you know, and we rationalize it. Our, our minds kick in and we're like, no, I'm just being paranoid. No, I really should go. Or we start to listen to all of our friends or our family that's like, oh, you should go do that. And you're like, everything in me is saying, don't do it. Right. And then you do it and you're like, why didn't I, why didn't I just trust myself? Yep. Yeah, that's intuition. And it grows. If we make time to meditate, if we make time to connect. Like I always tell people, you know, I have guides and, and guidance from, I just call it spirit. You know, some people will say it's Holy spirit. Some people will say it's spirit guide. Yeah. I know where my connection is <laughs> and it's, you know, very pure. And I start in a place of love and go from there when I connect for myself or anybody else, but you build a relationship and you have to 
tend to that relationship every day if you're going to stay connected. So to me, and I call it God, you know, I not a religious God, but source energy. That's where I connect highest wisdom, infinite intelligence, you know, that there's information there that we can all get. And as long as I'm making connection every day and building that relationship, keeping it alive, just like I do with my children, just like you would with a partner, all of us can make it and, and get our own our own guidance. Wow. Some of the greats did. I mean, that's Albert Einstein. He meditated. He had guides. Tesla talked about it, too. I mean, some of the most brilliant inventors and artists and have talked about it that I don't know where it came from. I just meditated and there it was, or I went to sleep and I had this dream and here's the answer to my question. Yep. Same thing. Yeah. It seems like I have a similar thing when I'm writing songs. It's just like, it's sometimes it doesn't feel like I'm writing it mm -hmm. and it's just, I'm the conduit to the piece of paper. Absolutely. I mean, I've written songs in five minutes before. And I'm like, how did I do that? Yeah. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. No, it's, and then that's it. Like you channel the music, you channel the lyrics, you, you get into this other place where your normal faculties and focus are just pushed to the side. Mm -hmm. And it just, there's a different feeling to it, completely different feeling. To, and it's, it's totally bliss. different. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it is. Oh, can I just stay here all the time and not have anyone unplug me? Yeah. yeah. That's it's, it. But the thing is, is that it seems like the longer I'm plugged into that feeling, the more exhausted I am after it's done. Like last summer, I wrote and recorded from scratch an entire album and I did it in one weekend. And I tried to stay in that zone all weekend of just letting the lyrics come through, just being that conduit. And then on Monday, when I had to go back to work, I was just blank. Like I had no idea what I was doing. Different frequency. Yeah, I so couldn't that's, do anything. No, well, and there's a thing where you have to ground yourself afterwards, right? And how how would somebody go about doing that? Grounding? Yeah. Um. So salt baths help. Okay. I use stones. If you look around my bookcases, I have stones everywhere. Um, I use stones, salt baths, walk in nature. Um, and it is really like you're, you're going from one sort of dimension, I guess you could say, totally. one free, a higher frequency. And now you're having to step into this lower dense, like, huh, here we go. And everybody's energies in there. Plus you're really sensitive anyways, to begin with, like just looking at, I ran your birthday numerology, right? The first thing that comes up, you're what we call a 31 four number three is the sign of the empath. Okay. That's the person who can feel energies from everyone. It's all about expression and sensitivity. So you naturally are going to feel all of that. So when you're plugged into music or nature, hiking or singing or anything like that, you're in your element. You're fine. Totally. You feel good. Yes, right? totally. You stick you in some place where like everybody has an agenda and everybody's got their roles and it's very structured and you're going to feel really boxed in and yep. totally disconnected from who you really are, right? And it, it's like, I mean, it really is like the difference between you're either in heaven or you're in hell. <laughs> like, you know, how do you how do you just go from heaven and then now Monday you have to go back to hell? Yeah, it's it, it's like a complete switch. And then, because you can prepare yourself to, to be in that box or to be sure. in that zone. But when, after being in that space of me being that conduit, Going back, it was, I had no idea what, like, I couldn't function. Yeah. My brain was just. It takes blank. a while too for your body to go out of that high frequency, that higher vibration, and then lower yourself down to that other vibration. It does feel like it's draining because you're literally you're plugged into life force energy. And now you're being asked to go into this place where it's like, uh, this, is, this is dense. It just feels heavy, mm -hmm. right? It's the difference between swimming in the ocean. And trying to swim through mud. So, yeah. Interesting. And there isn't a lot. I mean, people ask me that all the time. Well, how do you deal with, you know, when you get to go from that to, and you have to go to work on Monday? It takes a lot of preparation because you're going from an emotional frequency, a feeling frequency into a mental frequency and mm -hmm. a more action-oriented thing. And it doesn't feel good. So is that something that you come across uh between your talents as a clairvoyant and as a businesswoman, like does that cross or does that actually make it easier? Um, as a businesswoman, it's it's easier. I think that's why I was good with sales and marketing. 
because I could, I could sell, I can sell anything to anybody. Just give me five minutes, right? And let me figure out what the emotional drivers are. Mm -hmm. I used to sell cars when I was in my twenties and I was good at it, like really good at it. Wow. And then I felt guilty about it. And then I had nightmares about it. Because you were using that emotional <laughs> well, capacity to Like sell. I sold in Bellevue for Ford okay. and we were putting old people into these leases that were horrible, oh. like horrible. And I kept having dreams that these old people were coming to me, ruined my life. So I finally quit. But, you know, just being able to read people's energy always made it super easy for me. Yeah. So in that aspect, it makes it easy. When I do things like web design or HTML coding, which is completely mental, right. it messes with me. Mm -hmm. It really messes with me because it's not completely opposite from the way I normally live my life. And I normally live in this place of flow, you know, and connection. Yeah. And if I want to get up and dance, I can. If I want to, you know, if, if I have some sort of feeling or pull to do something, I can. Where when I'm in that place of coding and numbers and it's too structured. It's too, it's very different. It's way too mental for me. Yeah. And it actually gives me a headache. I get a really bad headache and then I get really drained. So do you have to prepare for that and ground yourself before doing that? Or do you, there's nothing I can do. Yeah. It's, it's pretty much just, just discharge it and mm -hmm. try to make a nice, easy transition back to my happy place. <laughs> <laughs> it's just something you gotta do. I it's, completely yeah, understand. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know that, because it is two different ways of living your life, right? Mm -hmm. It really is. It, it's, I don't know. It's kind of like, you know, when you're in love, you first fall in love and you spend every every moment of a weekend with someone and it's like time stops, nobody else exists. Then mm -hmm. Monday morning, you got to leave and go back to the real world. Mm -hmm. And you're like, well, this sucks, right? Yep. It's the same thing. How do you prepare for that? There's no way to prepare for it. Interesting. Same energy though, basically, if that makes sense. Wow. So as a businesswoman, how can, is there any, and I kind of want to wrap up the questions here. Oh, this has been awesome, by the way. Thank you. Um, as a businesswoman, how, do you have any advice for either and, or do you have any advice for other businesswomen trying to start their own business and perhaps psychics or clairvoyants? trying to start their own businesses too? Like what is your advice for people trying to start their own business? Don't do it if you're not fully invested. Mm -hmm. Don't do it if it's not really where your heart is because you'll be pushing a boulder uphill and, and running your own business sucks. I mean, you're, you're constantly, you know, you're doing your own marketing, you're doing your own websites, you're feeling calls, you're doing your own billing. There's a lot to it, mm -hmm. right? Even as a psychic, there's a lot to it if you're going to be successful. And now with social media, whole other thing you have to get good at. But if you're not passionate and really heart centered about what you're doing, eventually that business will burn you out. Right. Mm -hmm. Cause it does you, it, even music, it, there are periods where you hit and it's like, I don't know if I can keep doing this. This is exhausting. Yeah, totally. You have to love it. You I'm, have to. Yeah. I've been doing this for, I would say, hmm, geez, probably for over almost 10 years now mm -hmm. and it's hasn't been easy ever. Right. I've run out of money several times and I don't really care. Like it's, it's my business I'm, is the same though. Mm -hmm. I mean, there've been like total feast where everything's just super easy and word of mouth is, you know, really good. I don't have to work at marketing. People just mm -hmm. find me my scheduled books. And then there's times where it's like, wow, the phone's not ringing. You know, yeah. and I'm giving away so much of my time for free. And I do a lot of that. Like, I don't like money to be the barrier between me and someone who, say, is going to kill themselves. Like, right. I'll be that person that picks up that phone, even though, right? So there's those types, too. And if I wasn't so passionate about helping people, I would not be where I am after all these years. There's no way. Because it's not. It's not easy. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. You know, you got to be able to get up in the morning. Do you find that, I, I mean, I would imagine that you come across some rough stuff. Is, is, does that ever, does that energy ever move to you? And how do you deflect that energy? It was worse when I was doing like murder investigation, mediumship work. 
Okay. Um, which I stopped. Did you do that in Colorado or did yeah. you do that here? No, I did that in Colorado and it got ugly because I did missing persons and murder investigations. And that's dark. I mean, yeah. to the point where it, it was making me sick, physically sick and really sad, like not a fun job, that part of it. And there are mediums that they don't mind it, but some days, you know, I have exhausting days. And those are the times when like any, any job, you just unplug. You just like, I'll cancel appointments if I have to, cause I'm too tired mm-hmm. and I just need to recharge and take a bath, go for a walk, go to the water, whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And does it work the other way too? Like when you are uh, dealing with people who are just full of love, full of positivity, do you feel that come through as well? I do. I love that. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> it's fun. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. It's fun to watch people succeed too. It's fun when my clients message me or call me and are like, oh my God, you remember you said it happened, you know, and they're happy and it was easy for them to know, okay, I I knew what to look for. Mm -hmm. And so I said yes to it and oh my God, better than I could have imagined. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't like that, right? Yeah. I just have to keep my ego in check. That's the big one is like, I never want my ego to go, oh, you're so great. <laughs> no, because it's just as easy for it to go the other way and go, you suck. Right. You shouldn't be doing this. Right. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Awesome. Well, you're going to keep doing it, right? <laughs> of course. Yeah. Every time I say, actually, the last couple of years, I felt like, man, I'm just going to get a job. It'd be so much less time and less energy. And every time I say that, something happens and it's like, no, I'm going to keep doing this, Mm -hmm. you know? Awesome. So, yeah. Very cool. Thank you for answering all my questions, Bernadette. Yeah. Is there there anything like else that I missed that maybe you'd like to clarify or add in that's, that's important? Um, You know, we were talking before, I think we went live just about the whole thing with what people think about psychics and, and, I think for a lot of people, it's becoming more okay to talk to a psychic. Mm-hmm. Um, I think people are having a little more understanding of, of what we are here for, you know? And to me, like, I don't think it's all that supernatural. I think it's that thing of, if you go back to indigenous times or um, people that were more connected to nature, there was always the, the women or the men that were the sages. Everyone in the village went to them because they had vision right? Like Mm -hmm. those were the ones who guided us. So we're getting back to that finally, Mm -hmm. right? And we're accepting it more. Um, I don't think it's that weird. How do you, as it becomes more accepted, how should people approach finding a medium or clairvoyant or psychic who's right for them? I always say like, trust your feelings. You know, most people anymore that are doing this work are online. Mm-hmm. You know, and you want to check, like, what do their feedback look like? What does it look like? What are their videos? You you can tell if you're going to resonate to someone by watching their videos, reading their articles um, and whatnot. But most importantly, are they filling you just full of fluff? Mm-hmm. You know, are they able to answer questions without prompting, you know, and, and if you do prompt them, can they answer them? You know, we should be able to pull information through. We should be able to also give you something, tell you something about you that we would have no way of knowing that you're like, yeah, okay, you're connected. Cool. But if you don't feel that, don't feel like you have to stay on the phone with them or stay with the ring, get up and walk away. Right. Just like any other business provider. Right. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Thank you so much. You're welcome. This is great. Yeah, you're welcome. Shall so you we want me to, want me to do a reading? reading? Yeah. Okay. So like I said, though, I it, we'll start there just with the numerology, and then you can ask whatever questions you want. Okay. Um, I looked at your numerology and just... Which is, can you explain what that is? So numerology is based on, you can either do it based on your full name, like every letter has a certain number. Every number has a frequency. If you look throughout the universe, everything is based on numbers, right? So I'm really tied into numerology. Based on your birthday, the day you were born, you have a certain set of numbers that comes up. You have what's called a composite number. Okay. Um, For you, it's 31, right? And those two numbers, because everything in numerology is broken down to a single digit, those two numbers make up your challenges in life. So you have to overcome these things and get really good at these things to get to your life path, which is you add those two numbers together to get your life path numerology. 
which is which what two I did. which two numbers? So the your if I take your entire birthday uh -huh. and add it together, it's a thirty-one. Okay. So those are your composite numbers. Those are your lessons and challenges in life to get to the full expression of who you are, which is the number four. So okay. three plus one is four. Okay. Right. So your life path number just based on your birthday is a four, which is stability and process, right? Which means if you want to have success in life, if you want to feel good about everything you do in life, it has to follow a certain level of process. Like, you know, I need the steps sort of lined up and I have to follow those steps. Not to say that you're good at it. I'm not saying that you are, or you aren't. I'm just mm -hmm. saying that's where your strength is. Four is a sacred number, like in indigenous beliefs four is a sacred number we have the four directions right we have the four seasons four is a number of strength too and i also checked to see who else's numerology lines up with yours 31 4 exactly oprah winfrey cool paul wow. McCartney, sweet will rogers dolly <laughs> nice. parton wow yeah there's some big names big that names. are like 31 4 that are are in the you know entertainment industry um but the three and the one is where I typically will focus mm -hmm. to see, okay, what's this person's energy all about before I meet them. And you say it's stability and process. Is number four. Is number four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and, and typically people that are number fours have to work really hard for what they want. Mm -hmm. It's not an easy road. Mm -hmm. Just so you know. <laughs> like, I, I already know. It's not. I, I mean, kind of like it. You know, some people <laughs> like, people that are like the number eight, the number eight is about abundance and power. They just, things just, flow for them mm -hmm. really easily or the number 10 it, it flows easy but you have a one in your in your numerology right so number one is about creativity manifestation right and then you have the three which is expression sensitivity um, which is perfect that you're a musician it's perfect awesome right but those are also the places where the three and the one is also the energy where you have to be careful because gone into the negative like if you're not working it in the positive and you're still trying to find yourself, which means in your early years, you would have been have problems sort of feeling like you fit in with everybody. Mm -hmm. You know, it's just this this it, it brings about an energy where you are more sensitive. You feel things at a deeper level. You see things differently than everybody else. So it doesn't always go along with the crowd. So do you so I don't fit in well with everybody else or is that what you're saying? Or I do. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You can make friends with anybody, but do you feel like you belong? Totally separate question, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, which brings about with your own self-expression and even with your, your music is going to bring about life experience because of the challenges of that three number and being super sensitive, which I would call you an empath because you have that number, right? I mean, you can pick up on any, anyone's emotions, even if they say, hey, I'm fine. You can feel the underwriting energy mm -hmm. and go, no, you're not fine. Tell me what's really going on, right? Um, you have that ability. You tie that to the one, which is the number of creativity and manifestation. You can have what you want if you fully focus there, right? Like just put all your attention somewhere. You can move mountains. And as long as you have the process to get there, yeah, you can be successful. So it's yeah. super exciting. I mean, you have you have great energy to get there, but you just can't let also other people's fears and doubts get in your way. Right. Which I haven't, and I'm still like getting over that. It's funny that you say stability and process because that's one of the things that I'm really focusing on right now mm -hmm. because I don't really feel as stable here in Seattle. Um, it's just completely different world from what I've been used to my entire life and it's just i don't really feel like i do fit in uh and that's the whole thing that you were saying like i could probably make friends with several different types of people but i just don't feel like i fit in here so stability for me means eventually moving back east uh within the next year or so so i can be around my family and that's yeah. stability to me and then, like, I, I'm, I'm still getting my process down for music and getting my music out there. And this, our conversation right now is part of that process, is to make connections with a whole bunch of different people where I have interests, right? And I'm super interested in business and local business, and especially from your point of view, uh, being in a medium and an empath and a psychic. Like uh, this is something that I've never experienced before. So talking with you oh, is, cool. a, is a really cool experience. Yeah. Um, 
and it, it, it are you wanting to travel because i had like before you right before you got here i started to get little blips of things with um some travel in the next year to two years yes okay and i have done a lot of traveling like i've, I've been on based around your times. music though like and and almost i want <laughs> i want to say kind of like um unplanned travel like last minute you know an opportunity comes up hey let's go you mean a, like a tour a music tour or? kind of a tour but not necessarily it's it's I wasn't really, it's funny because you kept coming up as being very nomadic too. And that, that, that there, you're in a transitory state right now and you will be for mm -hmm. the next few years, not just two years. I mean, I, I really get like for the next few years, you're kind of looking to figure out where do I belong? Mm -hmm. You know, it will probably be on the East coast going that way, but there's all these other little Let's go here. Let's go there, and and not rooted in one place. Yeah, I mean, that's the way that my fiance and I have lived for the past almost eight years. Nomadic, we, pretty much. I mean, oh, cool. we've lived in several different cities. We've lived in Phoenix for several years. We start. We we met in Rochester, New York. We lived there for a year or so. Then we just moved to Phoenix because we wanted something new. And we just chose Phoenix. We'd never even been there or anything. And then after three years there, we moved up here. And this is our fourth year here. And now we're talking about moving back uh, to the East Coast here in the next like, And are you so. planning on doing some sort of a documentary thing with all of that? I'm Yeah. I, I try to document everything. Like right now, especially my content and what I am trying to do around my music so people get to know me just like you do with your live streaming. I'm trying to do that with music more and more and more so that I can uh, document as much as possible because as far as what I've been seeing, because I've been on tour several times, five times, most of those have been like over the past three years. Uh, it's very difficult to make a living just off of doing touring and I need to do more online. And part of doing more online is actually documenting my whole process and my whole story as a musician. So, yeah, I'm trying to document pretty much everything. Video is a big part of you. Mm -hmm. Like, Do you have a video business, too? Yeah, I just started it. Oh, OK. Yeah. Like I keep seeing ago. like video, video, video with you. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. you'll be really successful at it. Oh, great. Really successful at it. But there is a an element, too, I think, that has not yet fully emerged with you too. Um, while you're doing these business balladeer things, mm -hmm. it's cool, right? Um, there's more of a personal human. I, I want to say like on the street, I kept seeing like on, on a street in it, doing music, but also doing interviews and doing videos with that too. Okay. It's going to help you um, create a bigger audience for you. That's sort of been my plan because I kind of want to be the every the Bruce Springsteen of the 21st century, right? Right on. It, the the uh, Bruce Springsteen is the boss. He's the every man's you know musician, and everybody feels like they can just connect with Bruce Springsteen. You never even have to meet him. You just hear him sing. You see him on stage. You hear him talk. You're like, that's a cool dude. Yeah. Like that's sort of my uh, goal is to basically be that person, like the every man the every woman's, the every person's musician who can just, you can just chill with, right? Well, and you're, the, the storytelling aspect with video too with you and music is huge. Like that's your path. That's your path. Like that's, that, I just kept seeing all of these different places and it's good that you don't feel like you need to be rooted, right? At all. It's good because that's not where, where you're supposed to be living. That's not where your strength is right now. Eventually you'll settle down. Mm -hmm. um, so your girlfriend can like not be so scared that we're always going to be sort of moving around. And, oh my God. Will we ever have a home? Like you right. will. Yeah. That's basically our fears right now. We're like, yeah, no. we've moved over the past. Oh, we've moved so much every year. It seems like we've moved into a new house. It's like, we just want to be done moving. <laughs> and, and I do think that you'll get there. There's mm -hmm. a, there's a few stops. I mean, it's, it's kind of like you're jumping side to side. Before. It's not a straight road. Mm -hmm. home, so to speak. Right. Right. But yes, over the course of the next three years, it looks like you'll finally root down and, and be comfortable. But before then there's lots of adventures. 
Awesome. I and love she's that. a big part of it too. Mm-hmm. I don't know her name. Brenna. Brenna. Okay. So she comes through as being a big part of everything mm-hmm. too, you know, and super supportive. She is. Yeah. Yeah. For real. She holds it down. This is, yeah, she really does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is a really tough thing for somebody to do and it can get pretty stressful sometimes and she always holds it down for real. Yeah. No, but I mean, she's happy to do it too. Cool. You know, I, it, I just, I, I guess with her, she's kind of keeps you grounded. Mm-hmm. Right. And will always keep you grounded. And even when you come up with ideas, she doesn't shoot them down initially. No. She'll just listen and just go, how do we make that work? You know, she's kind of the idea person too yeah. I feel like yeah because I have so many ideas I'm basically telling her ideas every day mm-hmm. and just to see how she but reacts she's entertained by it she's not irritated by it mm-hmm. yeah you should put a ring on it I already did okay good because <laughs> I'm like <laughs> I, they should be married okay, yep good. October yeah. not yeah. this October but next October awesome. is the date congratulations thank you so yeah, much because you don't find that I mean I, I do relationship readings all the time and boy I don't find that I don't find that kind of a you know receptiveness to someone's ideas. Mm-hmm. She's good for you. I think it's, it's beautiful too. Yeah. I yeah. think, I think she's perfect. Yeah, yeah. She's great. Yeah. And we'll have everything to do with your success as well. But she, I mean, she has her own thing too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And she's very, I want to say she's very fluid with things. What do you life. mean? She's flexible. Like you can't throw the girl a curveball. Mm-hmm. You can try. But she's always able to catch it and then turn around and decoupage it or whatever and hand yep. it back to you and go, is that it? Even in <laughs> conversations, she'll yeah. turn around and just be like, and you'll just be like, wow, like, yeah. that's like, she's, she's a ball buster too. So she'll just turn it around on you and be like, wow, okay, so this is where we're going. <laughs> okay. She's, she's good though. Yeah. I mean, you she know, is. yeah. So she's, she's, she's fluid like that. Like you don't meet people like that very often mm-hmm. that can take something that someone thinks they're going to get over on you Mm -hmm. and be able to like decorate it and hand it back and just be like, what? Yeah. She's really good at that. That's cool. I like her. (laughs) Never (laughs) met her. So yeah. Anything else? What else do you want to know? Uh, that's, that was, that was really cool. Um, and nothing is really a surprise to me. I kind of felt like I already knew most of that, what it has been for me. It's like a, um, Oh geez. It's, it's sort of just a second view on what I already felt. And it gives me, I guess, more confidence to continue because, you know, sometimes you might question yourself, as you've said, uh, is this right? Uh, should I continue? Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, when I really think about it all the time, I come back to stability process. Like I'm always trying to figure out how I can do more music and release more content and do more stuff in general. Um, and, and how to, I guess, pro- make my day fit all of those things. One thing that I am having difficulty right now with, just because I'm focusing so much on this marketing thing, I'm transitioning because I just stopped a job just started the video business and uh, trying to increase my marketing efforts and video content is that I haven't been able to write very much, maybe because my mind is in that one place and I just can't get it out of that place. Um, Also because like, I feel like I'm in the box, as you said, of Seattle because it's not really what, where I'm meant to fit. Um, is there anything that you can suggest that would help me get back into the writing zone or is it just the grounding? It's grounding, but, um, I think meditation would be good for you. Totally. You know, like, and breathing. So one of the exercises I give my people, um, to, to, when you have to shift focus like that. And one Mm -hmm. of the things that I do, especially if I've been really rooted in the world, that place I don't like to be, um, is first deep breathing. So just long, deep breathing. You can use the word satnam. 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 Okay. Mm-hmm. It's a yoga um, technique of breathing. And it it's the truth of who I am. It's basically what you're breathing. You're breathing in sat, breathing out nam, just to calm the mind and focus on the truth of who you are. Do right? I say those words just in, your mind. in my head? 
Just okay. in your head. So as I'm breathing through the nam, sat. Nam. No. Yeah. Okay. And you can either do in through your nose and out through your nose. You can even do it with your um, out of your mouth. Depends on how much tension you feel, right? Um, one of the, like I tell everybody on live stream to do when you're you're kind of feeling pressure too, a quick release would be to take a deep breath and let out the sound, ah. Ah. Like amen or om. Okay. Until it goes from sort of a, a real forceful ah, you know, into a ha. Huh. When you're there, then do it. what's called a charged breath. It's a panting breath. It's called the breath of fire in yoga. And you're just like a sniffing breath. After the ah. Uh, mm -hmm. Okay. So first you want to slow everything down and then you want to charge your breath. Okay. And just don't think about anything. Just it's hard enough just to focus on the panting breath. Mm -hmm. You know, try it. Cause it's like, you're not taking a deep breath. You just keep the Quick. panting breath going. Okay. You probably get lightheaded from there. Start playing, start writing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Interesting. And set the intention that you are connecting to the space of infinite creativity, the infinite wisdom so that you are reconnecting purposely mm -hmm. to get that flow going again. Yeah. Okay. And get out of your head because that's, that's where that shifting takes place. It's because we're in our minds. We're in the mental frequency. You just want to get back into the um, feeling frequency. And how, sh how long should I do that for? Is it, does it, it depend? Long. It doesn't take long unless you're really working through some energy of frustration with the other job, <laughs> right? <laughs> like if there's a lot of frustration, it may take you five or 10 minutes, you know, but it shouldn't take long at all. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It's just shifting your focus basically. Okay. I'm, I'm not sure what else I should ask. Is there anything else that, uh, that you have experienced or that you're feeling? So there's one thing that kept coming up when I, before you got here that I was really feeling. And I, and I was like, I, I don't know if that's true, but now that you're sitting here, I would say, yes, it's true. Um, because you're a powerful creator, you just naturally have that. Not everybody is powerful and create. We all can powerfully create. Not all of us have the ability to, to do so in an easy way. Um, you have that number one, which is that manifestation power. And I kept feeling like it's not fully expressed. It's not fully expressed because it's not fully intentional. Right. Like what do you, you mean? Meaning you have a bunch of ideas, mm -hmm. you know, you, you know, all these different ways and, and you are great at being creative. But what is your full intention of how you, you know, what's the end result that you want? What is the end result? And that's where it's not intentional enough. So you've got to get really specific in your creating of things. Mm -hmm. And if you do like to the point where you're writing it down, you're putting dates on it. Like universe, I expect this to happen by now right? Like this state, this is what I want. The more you go there, the more you're going to get surprised. Okay. With being able to, to have things just start to magically line up in your life. So really get serious about the actual process and put the end result. The end yeah, result. Yeah. No work from the, from the end this way. Okay. You don't always need to know how, like sometimes it is. And this is what I teach in my charm life program. Like you want to get to the end. What are you trying to create? Right? You pick that. And then the universe will rearrange itself to get you on that path and bring you the right people to help you make that happen. Mm -hmm. Then it's up to you to feel into each one of the opportunities. Yes, no, you know, does it feel right? Doesn't it feel right? But you have to get really intentional on where am I heading? What is the outcome that I'm trying to get to with my music, with my videos, you know, with our, my relationship, whatever it is, get intentional. And the more you put that in place, then the process will appear. Right. And then you'll know step by step what to do. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. And, and just get out of all fear. Like, don't, don't worry. I don't, I, it's funny because I, a lot of times, and I've, I've met other musicians, right. And looked into their lives and sometimes money is a big issue for yeah. you. Really. It's not that difficult when you put your mind to it, making money is not that hard. Yeah. And I've come to realize that like I had to stop doing music full time for a while over the past year and a half because I did run out of money and I ran into debt. So I got a job and then like I just stopped my highest paying job that I've ever had. So yeah, money is not hard. I've made that uh, pretty clear to myself. Um, it's just a matter of making money the way that I want to, to support myself with the, with the music, with the content. Ask for it. 
ask and, and in a question form even like I want to make $50,000 in the next three months. How do I do that? Mm -hmm. And then let it go and watch the universe fill in the answer to that question. And that's what you're saying is actually write it down, put a date on. I'm supposed to have $50,000 by December 21st or something like right. that. And it has to be believable. And mm -hmm. that's the part. Like you can't just throw out this number and go, I'm just going to play with this whole thing. And it's probably not going to happen. If you don't believe it, it's not going to happen. Right. Something believable to you. Right. right. It's just like anything else. Just like the business, you have to be all in. All in. And then wait and watch and just keep focusing on it's already happened. Now I just have to line up to, to get it there. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you'll see things start to happen more rapidly with people lining up to your path to give you the opportunities that you want. Very cool. Yeah. And that was all that I was getting. I was like, yeah, no, he... <laughs> He's not using it to his best of his ability. Yeah. I would have to say that's one of my weaknesses is to actually put it down on paper and do it. Cause I just want to do things all the time. I just want them to be done and then move to the next thing. And I have done pretty okay at doing that, but I know that I can do better. Yeah. You've sure. been doing okay. And it's just sort of like haphazardly. Just imagine if your focus is a straight, like, Yep, that's what I want. And that's what I'm walking towards. And yes, that's what's going to happen because it's easy for me to get connections and make money. Then it will naturally go there and you won't have to work as hard. You're blessed like that. Like not everybody gets that. And you still have to do the work, but you like the work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you very much. That was very cool. Yeah. Nice. That makes me feel really good. Cool. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, I guess and I could play, play some music. Cool. As we were talking, um, I, I just keep thinking about like passions and, uh, you know, what we are meant for, what, why we are here, I guess, and following uh, the reasons why we exist. And I wrote I, a song about this maybe a, a, a year or two ago. Um, because it felt like I was losing why I was doing music in the first place. Mm. Uh, because I was emailing places every day, trying to find places to play, uh, touring. And that's basically like, that takes a whole bunch of time. Trying to book tours and make a living off of, a, off of music that way is old. And when you don't have any help, that's all you do is you just email people all the time. Uh, and I, I started to realize that maybe it was taking away from my music. And uh, one, one night I, I was just playing because I hadn't actually just played in a while. And I'll often noodle around on the guitar just because I like to do it. And things will just pop up and when I get relaxed and noodle around, ideas start to come. And when they, and that one night after I was focusing on so much uh, of the business aspect of it, I realized that there are things that I need to focus on that have nothing to do with that. And I, I call them the voices in the overtones um, and the overtones is the, uh, for everybody, an overtone is when I hit a note, it's say, say this is an F and, and overtone is the A and the C notes that are in this note, but you just can't hear them as, as much. So, uh, when you look at something head on, uh, there's often for me anyways, something in the background that is the true reason why we're doing it. And that's why. I wrote this song is because cool. it's those overtones and those voices in the notes behind the note, which is why I'm doing it. So uh, this is called Voices in the Overtones. Try easy, trying too hard has betrayed me. Men in the vanguard invade me And with just a few scars we relax and sneak past in the morning 
now they're faceless. They're built on this bark to be graceless. The earth rolled as the logs to inflate it. With false empty throngs, we relax and sneak past in the morning. We were chased in to get in line for erase when we recall some sweet wines made with raisins and we'll drink it in time we relax and sleep fast in the morning oh, just as i noticed we won't age when we're young and youth when we're grown that played a song from home and i heard voices in the overtones yes hello old friends you've had much to defend come in and dry off for a while let's talk where to begin and i'll pack up my things and they're ready for every mile thanking voices in the overtones We got half as much as we have expected, but still we took all that we could get. We made it this far, only half detected by all those old confederates. We got half as much as we have expected, that's why we always ask high. With so much, not even half elected. It won't take long to wonder why we were pursued at the border of the ILD controller who put our names in a folder and still follows us worriedly. Yeah. And he should be worried. We sang the old tunes that been waylaid by white hairs with brooms from their heyday, and with no stock in moods, we relax and sleep past in the morning. We thought at length as we listened to air, and we gave thanks to a beauty so fair that it outranks any hounding despair. We relax and sleep past in the morning. Just as I noticed, the passengers blamed the fourth flight that never could have flown. That played a song from home, and I heard voices in the open zones. Yes, hello, old friends, you've had much to defend. Come in and dry off for a while. Let's talk where to begin, and I'll pack up my things, and they're ready for. Every mile, thanking voices in the overtones. After little thefts and small obsessions, we passed on our tickets to the nosebleeds. Their mistakes are our lessons. And it's cited in our own creed. After little thefts and small obsessions, we all agreed how the deal would go down. In vacant dates and intentions, we are only guided by the sound. And the bells ring clearly, frequencies fly freely, and we follow the feeling to stroll right past. So come hither and rest past the wall just for shivers. Ignore the loud call for quick treasures. They've come to us all. We relax and snuck past in the morning. Thank that you. Was good. Thank you so much. I like the lyrics too. Someone said you have an incredible vibration. 
Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Appreciate that. Very good. And that wow. song is on, on Spotify and stuff. I just released nice. it last month. Okay. You'll have to give me all your links so I can put them in the description. Cool. We'll do. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's good. Thank you. Do you want me to play another song? Yeah. Uh, do you want? What, are you, what, are, what are you feeling? I have uh, a couple of different. I could play a story, uh, a story song, which is what I really I, I like stories. Yeah. yeah. So, so this song is a uh, is a story that used to happen all the time. In fact, uh, I I was recently reminded about it at the Seattle Underground tours mm -hmm. in the 14th and 15th century. They used to bury people alive um, by mistake. Yeah, um, and they ran out of place, places to bury people uh, because you could only bury people on holy land uh, and church property. Right. So what they started to do was uh, dig up people who had been buried alive for a, or buried for a while. And when they did that to make room for people who were just coming in, they noticed when they opened up the coffins that there were scratch marks on the inside. Yeah, it was pretty scary. And they mm -hmm. and then they decided maybe they should figure out a way to keep that from happening. So what they started doing was tying strings to people's hands, running it up through the ground and tying it to a bell next to the tombstone. <laughs> it's true. Like this is to technology. <laughs> and if that bell rang, then the person working the graveyard shift, that's that's where that name came from, would come around and try to dig up that person before they ran out of air. And if they succeeded in digging up that person before they ran out of air, it was said that that person was saved by the bell. So that's where that saying came from. And if they didn't succeed and they dug up the person, but they had just passed away and ran out of air before they had a chance to get to him, they, that person was said to have been a dead ringer. So oh that's, that's where all these sayings came from. And I just loved the, the story of this and this is still happening like they almost buried a, a poor girl alive in the philippines uh, like last month oh, and they didn't they didn't actually do any strings or anything but uh she woke up before they had a chance to do that thank god but um i saw it in in one of the underground tours in seattle here that they had an actual coffin that had a a chute a conduit where the wire or string would go to up above the, the ground and it also had a window. So if somebody was buried alive, they could tell that a, a, somebody was getting close and maybe have enough hope to make it through. Like it's super creepy, it's super creepy. But this song is a positive song because it's about <laughs> the, grave, the grave digger mm -hmm. who was put in that position to save people. And every time he hears that bell rings, he always saves them. Like, and he brags about it a little bit too. So this is called Busy My Spade. You can, you tied the twine to your sister's hand Laid out the bell after she got low And I was summoned here to be the guide And sing her off to the other side But if anything should happen, you'd be the first to know If she laying in the shade of a reaper's gown I busy my spade when I hear the bell sound No matter how low Busy my spade when I hear that bell now. Yes, I busy my spade. Busy my spade. Busy my spade. No one goes to hell now. When I busy my spade. Yeah. I 
I worked in the bone house when I was a boy Making room for the new, pushing back the soil When I found gouges made from within Maybe a lover, mother, or brother It wasn't long till I found another Put down low and they never should have been So now at night I sing among the dead And busy my spade when I have accompaniment I dig and sing, dig and sing, dig and sing, dig and sing And busy my spade in my spade when I hear that bell now. Yes, I'm busy my spade. Busy my spade. Busy my spade. No one goes to hell now when I'm busy my spade. It's a crazy story, that right? It is crazy, yeah. Uh, some of these, though. the way that they, these sayings come about is completely interesting to me. I, I love looking into old um, sayings. And part of that is brought on by uh, uh, somebody in my family. Her name is Sarah, basically like a sister to me. And she's always like thrown out where these sayings came from. And I think she had a lot to do with <laughs> me hearing that and be like, oh, I got to do this story, you know, just... It's just so I can like hold my own against her stories. <laughs> you have a powerful voice. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I'm trying to keep it back. Sometimes I get a lot more loud, but we're in a small space here. And oh, it's just it's the great. Three of us, so. Yeah. And your your music's good. Thank you I so really much. I really like it. Thank you. Thank and you. I have to be honest, like I'm not normally into folky stuff, mm -hmm. but I actually really like your stuff. Cool. So. That's yeah, what, the sort of what treat. I'm going for. Yeah. Yeah. I, I You know, I think a, a lot of different genres uh can be accepted by pretty much everybody like i'm not that much of a fan of country but i'll still i'll still enjoy a song here or there mm -hmm. um i think it's just like the actual person and the story that they have and the music that they play it comes down to that any any genre for me will will be good and i think a lot of i think that will go for a lot of people uh i wonder what do you guys think do you guys like a whole bunch of different genres or maybe just a couple artists in different genres? Uh, because I feel like uh, that's, that's a common thing. Like people might not like folk music, but they might like me. People might, might not like hip hop, but uh, you know, they like uh, Jay-Z or people might not like pop music, but they love Beyonce. Like that's, right. that's me. <laughs> no. And I think it takes, your sound is different though than normal folk and and yeah it has a good vibe to it too cool yeah That's what i'm going for thank you yeah impressive thank you no thank you cool Did this you has like been a lot of fun 